What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Beginner Filmmaker Podcast, where we talk about filmmaking and content creation. This podcast is for beginners. My name is Ben, and it's just me today. You know, solo podcast, solo me, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so the week before this, Sam was in St. George, and then this weekend, he's on his anniversary. So, you know, I can't blame the guy for going on vacation. Heck yeah, you got to do that, bro. Hope he's having a good day. Um, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely honest with you guys. I already recorded an episode that I was gonna post for this week. It was about Steadicams and about gimbals, and I got about I don't know twenty minutes into recording this podcast, and I was like. This is garbage. I don't know why anyone would want to listen to this. Like it just it was it was a boring topic. Like glide cams and steady cams exist. You should use them. Like bam, end of story. You know, use them, understand when to use them and when to use them correctly. Bam, that is the end of the podcast. Like lovely. And so I just I felt like I was I was beating a dead horse with that episode. So I was looking through the other episodes I'd had planned and I, I found I found this one and I thought it was a lot more necessary. I thought it was easier to to explain to you guys as a solo episode. And, you know, I think it's necessary as a beginner filmmaker. And I, I think we need to pull it from the list a lot sooner than I was going to. It's about autofocus and why you should stop using it. And... <laughs> That sounded really harsh. I didn't mean it for, to be harsh. Like, okay, autofocus, stop using it, please. He. <laughs> also, before I get into the episode, I do want to say I've gotten so much new gear in the last couple of months, and I am on my way to review all of this new gear I've gotten. I've got a Pelican hard case, a DJI RS2. I've got the Moment Cinnamon Fits. I bought a second Blackmagic Pocket 4K, an anamorphic lens. I've got my new studio all set up, a backdrop set, like all these things that I need to start using. And so I will be posting things on my YouTube channel a little bit more consistently starting in September. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, Ben Gleason Media, so you never miss out on new young filmmaker content. But anyway, so now that that's out of the way, let's talk about autofocus versus manual focus, you know? Fun fact that I'll bring up really quickly. If you think that the industry uses man, uh, autofocus, you're wrong. They don't. There is a man. He is called the first AC. And he is actually the guy that pulls focus for every single shot that you have seen on digital cinema. And on cinema in general. <laughs> Not just digital, cinema. And either, either it's the first AC, so the first assistant camera... Or it's the camera operator pulling it himself. And this is done, sorry, so pushing and pulling is comes from a term by fishing. So a, a follow focus is kind of, it's, it's a little knob that you're able to turn to control focus on the lens. And this uses teeth, which are on a real cinema lens are built in. But uh, sorry, on a true cinema lens is built in. But on a photo lens, you have to use an adapter ring which will help you have those teeth so that your your little focus wheel can get a grip on it and be able to pull uh, turn the focus of your lens. The reason that I'm saying if you want to be a real filmmaker, I know that's that's like the dumbest term ever. If you want to make movies, if you want to make short films, 
I highly recommend that you stop using autofocus. Now, not for every single situation, because I understand that there are situations that call for autofocus, but you really should start getting used to pulling it yourself, pushing and pulling it yourself. The reason they say that is because like when you're you're pushing it, you're turning the the lens um forward, which means you're focusing in closer. And pulling means you're pulling it backward, so you're reeling it out. You know, is it anyway? So they call it pulling focus, pushing or pulling focus. I don't think they actually say pushing. I think it's just pulling. But doing this, you'll be able to understand your lens a lot better. And in the beginning, they were actually, before we had like focus peaking, which basically just creates red lines on whatever's in focus on your monitor. But before they had that, they would actually measure out between the actor and the camera how far it was because each cinema lens and even photo lenses will tell you the the foot or the meters of how far it is away from the sensor and or the the lens and so they would actually measure that out and then on their their like focus or their um their focus wheel they would be able to pull those measurements and get the focus and that's really cool nowadays we just use focus peaking or a lot of a lot of focus pullers are, are actually just good enough to, to pull it without focus peaking. I know a really good first AC that does that. So just getting used to that is, I feel, really essential for... And I highly recommend that beginner filmmakers do that because it's it's just a, an essential skill to know as a beginner filmmaker. Hopping away from autofocus, autofocus is unpredictable. Sony is getting really good at it, like extremely good at it. And even Canon is getting there. Not as much in low light, but definitely comparable in necessary lighting situations like brighter. But Sony is is getting so good at it. It is crazy to see what Sony does. But a lot of times it jumps. It's harsh. It switches between the background and the subject a lot, you know, and these these Canon cinema cameras are actually getting dang good at it. But if you're going to be using manual focus lenses, which do not have autofocus, you have to you have to pull manual focus yourself. And as soon as I got my Blackmagic, which does not have continuous autofocus, by the way, which means it's constantly pulling focus, it does not have that. And so I had to learn manual focus as soon as I got my Blackmagic. So for the last two years... That's what I've been doing is constantly just using manual focus. And even on my RS2, the RS2 has a little like finger scroller thingy that you're able to pull for, uh, to, I'm just going to keep saying pull focus. Just understand that it, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. So you can pull focus from that. And that's honestly been the greatest tool ever. Like coolest invention should have been doing that for years because when I was on my glide cam, that was a nightmare to figure out. But yeah, like I have been pulling focus manually for two years or more. And it's been so like more less stressful, I guess. Um, once I got a hang of it, I trusted it more. The autofocus, I, I didn't trust. Like I actually, I shot on the C70 for my last wedding I shot. And while I was shooting it, I was like, you know what? Like I'm going to, I'm going to try autofocus again, see if it works, you know, and see if it's actually necessary. And I constantly found myself, the autofocus was jumping 
And I, it wasn't a pretty dark situation. So in those dark situations, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to pull focus now. So I just pulled on my mounting focus and went for it. And, but it, when it was in like really bright situations, it actually did a dang good job for weddings. But like for a short film, I would never do that. Like I want to have control about that. Filmmaking is literally 100% about control. Cinema, if I could define the word cinema, it would be control. Like I wouldn't use any other thing. Cameras are made to give the operator more control. Monitors are made to give the 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 watcher more control, the director more control. Audio is made to give audio recorders more control. It's all about control. And if you are not in control of the image and of every single aspect of it, you can feel stressed. You have to put more work in. It's just, it's unnecessary. And so to trust autofocus to do that for you makes it so that you are not in control of your situation. And as filmmakers, we hate that. It's annoying. Like We want to trust our equipment. We want to trust that it's going to work properly. And where autofocus is right now, it's just, it's not, it's not there yet. And so manual focus, I feel like is, it's never going to change. I feel like with cinema, we will always be pulling focus manually. And like I said, I don't think that's ever going to change. Now with, with photography, obviously this is irrelevant. <laughs> Please use autofocus with photography unless you're shooting film. Um, then you know what? Good luck. There are things to help you with pulling focus with that and good luck. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> But pulling focus manually, there's, I mean, there's so many things with cameras that are making it easier to under, to know if something's actually in focus. But pulling focus really isn't that scary. And jumping into my next topic here, like how much learning is it to switch from auto to manual focus? And it is a learning curve. It will take you a little bit. And understanding like I still have moments where I have to like look at my lens and turn my wheel and be like, Okay, so that's closer and this is further away. And if you have your your focus motor calibrated correctly, most of the time when you move forward on your wheel, um, your handle, if you just look up a manual focus, I'm pretty sure that's just what it's called. It's called a manual focus. Look up a manual focus wheel, manual focus handle. I don't, I don't even know what they're called. They're, if it, just look them up, they're like a little handle that turns, okay? And when you move it forward, so I guess if you turn it clockwise, it, it is making the image closer. So you're focusing closer. If you pull it back counterclockwise, it is going further away. And that's just kind of a rule of thumb if your lens is cal calibrated correctly. That's how it should be. You're probably going to get frustrated with a little bit. Like I said, I still look at my lens sometimes just to make sure it's working correctly. And understanding like where it actually is in focus relative to your focus peaking on your monitor, or your camera, making sure that you trust that correctly. It will take some time and it is a teeny bit of a learning curve, but I swear it's worth it. I promise. And in the end, like I actually think it's cheaper. If you go out and you buy an a7 III or an a7S III, like an a7S III is going to cost you $3,500 for just the body. Okay, so then you you add on to that anywhere from a five hundred dollar to a twenty two hundred dollar lens, an autofocus lens. Okay, 
that that is a huge investment just to have autofocus. And a lot of times you don't even need it. You are going to get as good of an image, if not a little bit better. You can shoot raw if you pick up a Blackmagic, a Blackmagic Pocket 4K, 6K, 6K Pro, whatever. <laughs> okay, You can toss it on a gimbal and you'll be able to run manual focus with that and save yourself thousands of dollars. Like it is, it is much cheaper unless you get into wireless follow focus, which I will touch on that for just a second. Okay. There are things called wireless transmitters, which will transmit the image of the, <laughs> the image of the camera to a monitor that is somewhat offset. Okay. And that monitor is where the first AC kind of lives. He he looks at that monitor. He is able to check his focus and pull focus from that monitor, even though he's not next to the camera. Another option to do is if you're on tripod, you can pull focus manually there with just the camera operator. But it's a lot easier for the camera operator to just focus on, okay, I just need to move the camera. So the first AC makes it a lot easier. And that's where this wireless transmitter comes in. Along with the wireless transmitter, there are wireless focus motors. So you have a focus motor that attaches to the, the camera, right, through rods on your cinema rig, and it will connect to the lens with the, the motor, the teeth. And that spins the lens so you can pull focus. And then you have your little, your little, little <laughs> you have your little handle that you're able to turn the wheel either clockwise or counterclockwise to pull focus um, in or out. So with that, those can get a little pricey. I I will be completely honest. Uh, a wireless focus motor, I have one. It's the Tilta Nucleus Nano. Freaking oof. The Tilta? The Tilta The Tilta Nucleus Nano. That one costs about $220. Sometimes it's on sale for $150 or $200. And that one is probably the cheapest one out there that is really good. Um, on top of that, they have focus wheels that you can attach directly to your camera, kind of, through uh, the rods that are underneath the camera. And you're able to pull focus using that manually, which I also have one of those made by Tilta. It's really great, and it's $100. You might think that is really expensive for a piece of plastic. Honestly, I think it's a great price because if you look at like more expensive ones by like O'Connor and Ari, they are extremely expensive and they are made for specific cases and for specific cameras and for specific lenses. I think that the the Tilta one is, is just dandy and you can get the, the Nucleus M wireless follow focus and that one's like anywhere from 700 to $1,000. So... It, it can be just as expensive, but it can also be a lot cheaper. Well, it can be a lot cheaper starting out. I'll say that. So we already talked about NAC and why it's important. Um, well, it's important to have a good one because if you don't have a good one, your image is not going to be in focus. End of that subject. Bam, moving on. Okay. NAC is an assistant camera. He pulls focus for the camera operator. I'm done talking about this. Okay. Bam. One way that you can kind of practice is... Just go out with your handheld rig, your handheld camera, whatever you're doing. Like even if you have an A7 III or a GH5 or a, what other cameras are out right now? Like a 6400, A6400, um, a Canon EOS R, R5, something like that. Just go out there with your camera, turn off your autofocus. Don't use it. 
Okay. If your camera has focus peaking, which if you have a camera that does, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you it probably doesn't. Okay. But if you have a camera that's focus peaking, turn it on and then go follow someone around. Follow them around on this. Like just bring a friend. Don't don't go follow random people around. That's messed up, man. Like don't don't do that, please. <laughs> bring a friend and go out onto the street and follow that person around. Go and find a situation where you have to change your focus rapidly, constantly, things like that. This will create practice for you. Or just like even when you go to your next job, like make sure it's not super important, but like turn off your autofocus. Give it a try. Get the, the, the Tilt-A-Mini, the Tilt-A-Mini follow focus. Throw it on your rig. Give it a try, you know, and and just just practice with that. It's super simple. It will make things a lot easier and just take your time. Don't get frustrated. Just look at it and and work with it. And I promise you it it will be worth it in the end. I like I said I have been off out of, out of focus for 2 to 3 years. And wow, I said 2 years. I've been off autofocus for about 2 years and it's been worth every second. I I feel more in control of my image. I feel more in control of my art and it's been so much better. Like, <laughs> it sounds like I just like got done with like an addiction or something. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so relieved. Like, it's been three weeks since my last fish and I feel so much better. It's been two years since I've used autofocus. <laughs> I feel so much better. It's like, it's like an Alcoholics Anonymous, but it's like follow autofocus anonymous. And it's just like, oh, guys, I, I used autofocus the other day. <laughs> it's like... Okay, man, you'll get through this. Don't worry about it. You've got it. <laughs> so, if you're wondering, if you're like, "Hey, I need to get into the cinema rigs. I I need to touch on cinema. I'm done with these small mirrorless cameras, like Sony. Think of that. Not like I'm not saying Sony's bad, but if if you're in if you're in the market for a new camera. I would highly recommend touching the Blackmagic Pocket cameras, whether it be the 4K, the 6K, or the 6K Pro. Learning manual focus with these cameras has been a huge benefit for me. I feel like my filmmaking has gone way up. Another camera you can look at that's kind of similar, there's another brand out there called Z-Cam, and those are very comparable to the Blackmagic Pocket cameras, and those are another option that's kind of a way of like getting into the manual focus cinema type world. If you really want to send it, go get yourself a red Komodo, you know, gosh dang, you know, six grand, go for it. Heck yeah. Or you can just build out your a7 III, buy some manual focus lenses and go nuts with them. But I, I'd highly recommend jumping into the cinema rigs, guys. It's so nice and like so much more control. I feel more professional and I, I feel like the quality of my work has just kind of taken a leap and it's refreshing. I'm not going to lie. But anyway, guys, I really hope this episode was helpful for you. I hope that you can kind of trust the switch from autofocus to manual focus. I know it can feel daunting at first, since, especially if you're that person that's like, I've been using autofocus for years. Like, how am I supposed to do manual? Like, don't worry. Stop sounding weird, Ben. Like, you're, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it it really it's not as hard as you think 
just take your time and just really learn the craft and it'll be worth it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We are so excited to bring more episodes to you guys. If you enjoyed the podcast, feel free to leave a review, five-star review for us. We, we'd love that. You know, why, why not? Leave a smack dang review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Van Gleason Media, if you have any questions or if you have any suggestions of what you'd like to hear on the podcast, you can reach out to me on Instagram or to Sam on his Instagram, which will be linked in the show notes below. Send us a message. Let us know what you want to hear on the podcast. We would love to hear it. But anyway, guys, we talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you.